It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. Here we are in one of the most beautiful cities in North America, Vancouver, British Columbia. San Jose Sharks facing off against the Vancouver Canucks one final time in the National Hockey League season. Drew Ramenda, we just got out of Edmonton, another city north of the border, <laughs> and they have one of the most unbelievable hockey players in the world, Connor McDavid, who obviously was heavily involved in putting 52 shots on the net, James Reimer strong in goal. There were a lot of good things to take out of this last game. I thought that, that uh, the way that they sort of contained and delayed the opportunities with Connor McDavid was one of the real positives. Yeah, I, I agree. You know. I'm, we're going to talk all you want about You don't take moral victories. Well, you're taking right now in the season that the San Jose Sharks have had, you're taking any small victories you can get. You feel it and you, you have to still make it fun for the guys to come to the rink. And as, as crazy as that sounds, I go back to Igor Lariano telling me, Drew, you, we play hockey, we don't work hockey. And overall, you have to take the positives because you have to keep these guys positive for the next 11 games. And I thought the energy level was good for the Sharks. I thought that they they did, for, for the most part, keep Connor out of the middle. Connor's always dangerous, period. But I thought they played pretty darn well. And it was an entertaining hockey game. So you take that small victory, you try to add to it, and you try to carry it over in tonight's game against Vancouver, who have been playing very well since Rick Tockett took over. I was just over there the other night against the Vegas Golden Knights, and, and they just, A, didn't quit. B, they've got, they're a little bit further along the game than the Sharks are in terms of where they are. I think they've been beset by injuries. You know, you lose a guy like, say, Travis Dermott, Tucker Pullman. These are guys on defense. They could, Thatcher Demko was hurt. Uh, the list goes on and on for this team. They've managed to stay competitive, and they're kind of in that weird spot where, they're not really going to be as much in the Connor Bedard Derby simply because they're actually winning some games. I mean, they've they won five of their last six games. They lost to Vegas. That gets back to another theory, another thing I want to talk about that, that is very important with developing a team. That is, what is development? Is development working on guys on their skills to make them be better pros, or is development gained by winning? Is winning does winning equal development, or does development equal winning, or lead to winning? I think it's a combination of both. I think that oftentimes the second part, the winning equals development, is forgotten. That gets back to hopefully if the Barracuda can make the playoffs, the guys can get some playoff experience, that's a good thing. But I want to focus on the other part, development leading to winning. What's happening right now with the team that is the development that's going to lead to winning? Talk to Ken Holland in uh, Edmonton. Um, always had a really good relationship with Ken. We were just talking about exactly that. That one of the things that they did in Detroit when he took over is that that team did a great job of, the Adirondack Wings, did a great job of developing players. 
and they could afford to because they had guys up that were terrific players. But And they drafted well. And they drafted really well, even though they didn't draft very high. They never had a lot of high picks because they were so good. But Ken Holland believes that you can't win in the NHL if you don't know how to win coming to the NHL. In other words, you're not going to learn it here. The great Ben Hogan used to say when they got out in the golf course, boys, if you didn't bring it with you, you ain't going to find it out here. And that's exactly what it's like in the National Hockey League. If you don't bring it with you here, you're not going to be able to work it and find it here. So you have to develop players. And then that development has to go on into winning games, winning important games, winning playoff games, hopefully winning championships. Jared Bednar. Jared Bednar was uh, with the, uh, I think it was the Stingrays in the NHL. Right, South Carolina. Yeah, won a championship. Then went to the AHL, won a championship. Went to the NHL, won a championship. And the Colorado Avalanche players, a lot of them came with him. And John Cooper, won in every league. Coaching staffs, coaches, players have to develop in the minors and develop in, in, in the other teams in order to get where they want to get to. The interesting part with the Sharks is that they have, they haven't grasped it before, but this is, this is they really put a lot of focus on that this year. Mike Greer, that was the one thing that they wanted to do. Build up the pipeline, make sure that you develop players, change the whole system of what they were doing, and fingers crossed the Barracuda can, can work their way into a playoff situation. But even these games they're playing now, because it's on the, the season's on the line, Hopefully, it will harden these players and get them to understand there's a certain way you have to play them if you want to be successful in professional hockey. But back to the 92-93 season, back when you were doing all the video, you had to do what's part of what's going on now, and that is you have to develop some players at the NHL level, which is a very difficult thing to do. How do you do it? You really rely on your assistant coaches, and you rely on them from the goaltender coach to, to your penalty killer coach, all your coaching staff. You, you do work a lot of video with certain guys. First, the first thing is identify guys you want to work with. You know, that second year, we did a lot of work with, um, we did a lot of work with Witz. We did a lot of work with Patty Falloon. We did a lot of work with Bart, with uh, Robbie Goudreau. Um, we did a lot of work with um, younger players. Tommy, yeah, Tommy P, that's right. I love Tommy P back in those days. So we worked with guys that, and it was just a little thing after 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 games. We worked with the goalies. We did, we had Dave Pryor as that goalie coach that second year. We had Claire Drake um, come in for that year's sabbatical. He was great working with the guys. So you work with them as much as you can, and you try to develop them. The and then you rely on your your top guys. You know we had you know, we had Ducky Wilson. We had Kelly Kissio. We had Dean Edison. We had Hack. We had a lot of Robbie Zettler. Mike Sullivan was a young player then. Um, we relied on them a lot. Mike was a very mature guy, so we, we were able to, to use him as almost a, a veteran player. So and he was he was very smart about the game. So we relied on them a lot to, to work with the young guys. Um, overall, though, I don't think I really understood back then why that was important. Because you know, as you get older, you start to understand. But back then, didn't quite understand it that you needed your your minor league system, you need your young players to be in a situation where as they got older, you had already prepared them. It's like being a parent. 
You try to prepare your kids for their next stage in life. And sometimes we fail, sometimes we, we do a great job, other times we've, we've done the best we can. So let's talk about the Canucks. I think this is going to be one of the most interesting games of the year, well, each time the Sharks play the Canucks is, because we have one of the elite players in the world on the San Jose side, Eric Carlson, and he has been magnificent all year. Very quietly, maybe because he plays in Vancouver for the Eastern Conference people, but I think Quinn Hughes is as good at distributing the puck and making other teammates better and skating and getting lots of ice time as any defenseman in the NHL. What do you think? Well, they talked about him the other night, and as we're talking, I'm just looking up his plus minus because he mentioned something about that because Quinn gets, um, gets some crap from people about the way he plays away from the puck or the way he is defensively. Uh, you're absolutely not me. Well, you're absolutely right that he he moves the puck extremely well. He is a player that that has tremendous offensive upside, and on a team that has not been very good, and a guy that plays against the other team's top lines all the time and logs a ton of ice time, a very young player, on a team that is not going to make the playoffs, he's plus 60. Um, so. And he, he was asked about that the other night and it was the, the game that you were at, the, the, the Vegas game, and they brought up a quote that he thinks that he's not getting picked on, that people don't look at everything um, about who he's playing against and his, his offensive zone starts versus defensive zone starts and you know, his ice time against the other team's top guys. Top guys. Um, he has been very good in his defensive game, has really developed. Um, Quinn's an outstanding player. The Hughes boys know how to play the game on hockey. And this is, he's going to be a fun guy to watch tonight. And you're right, it's a, a matchup between Eric Carlson and Quinn Hughes, although they, you know, they don't look at it going against each other. You're still looking at two of one of the youngest premier defensemen in the league and one of the older ones. It's going to be an interesting matchup. We're on the air at 6.30 Pacific time on the Sharks Audio Network with all of the exciting coverage. Until now, that's the morning skate coverage for today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.